continue to happen. We're going to turn it right over to Paul Levesque, the Executive Vice President of Talent Live Event and Creative. Thank you, everybody, for being here today. We have a, a, an uh, additional number of international media today, uh, more than usual, so I just wanted to, to welcome everybody, and, and uh, thanks for joining us. Excited about this weekend's uh, four days in Philadelphia. It should be an exciting weekend, given the fact that uh, Philly is going to the Super Bowl to face the Patriots, which my wife is very excited about and as a massive Patriots fan, but uh, Philly should be quite the excited uh, raucous crowd, even more so than usual, given the circumstances and kicking it off on Saturday night with um, NXT TakeOver should be, uh, hopefully, as always, kick off a hell of a weekend and, and hopefully we can do it in the right fashion and raise the bar for everything. So, um, I think we have some really great stories going into this one. Andrade Cien Almas, the NXT champion against Johnny Gargano. Um, you know, Johnny probably the, the most pure baby face right now. I don't know, maybe possibly out there. So uh, that, that should be very exciting. Ember Moon versus uh, newcomer Shayna Baszler for the NXT Women's Championship. To me, great storyline coming into it. Authors of Pain most dominant probably tag team champions we've ever had versus the Undisputed Era, Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly for the NXT uh, tag titles. And then uh, Adam Cole versus Aleister Black, two huge stars of NXT. And, and um, you know, Aleister Black, probably the fastest rising star we've had in a long time, and Adam Cole continuing to cement his place in the business, but in an Extreme Rules match. And, Exciting given that it's Philly, and I know the past of Philly, but not booked because of uh, of that, uh, you know, the ECW factor, not booked as an Extreme Rules match because of that or in that manner. I'm, I'm excited that we're in a, a historic place with that, but um, I don't want to embrace the past as much as I want fans to embrace the future. And that's what NXT is about, is the future, all of these names on here. This this entire card is all the future of this business as I think we've seen from all the takeovers and if you look at the main roster now that that they're they're uh, they're all in there. So um it's about the future and while we can embrace the past while we're there, I uh, I wanna make that clear. It's not about embracing the past, it's about stepping forward into the future. So um we also had some exciting signings in the last uh few weeks. Uh, coming into the Performance Center, not only internationally with uh, people finally arriving to the Performance Center from Kuwait and um, the Middle East and every place else, but also with uh, independent stars such as Ricochet and War Machine, Candice LeRae. So it's, it's exciting time. And um, with that, I will open it up to questions. All right, guys, Thank you. since you want to try and accommodate as many as possible, we'll keep it to one question per hour this time around. Thanks, everybody. All right, again, one question. If you'd like to ask a question, press star one. Again, star one on your phone. If you'd like to ask first to Mike Johnson with PW Insider. Again, please limit yourself to one question and press star one for questions. Mike Johnson with PW Insider, please go ahead. Hey, Mike. Mike, it cost hey, me Paul money. How? I just got handed I'm a sorry. $1 bill. What I'm here for to make you money, I guess. Um, we uh, <laughs> thank you very much. The, uh, That's my bottom line. So, so someone's got to make you money, right? Um, yes. Obviously, you guys have four matches announced for this show this weekend. Uh, what can you give us in terms of an indication of what's scheduled 
beyond the four matches that are announced, you guys usually tape some TV. Uh, is that the plan this week, or are there other matches that are unannounced that are going to be on the broadcast as well? There's uh, another match that will be on the broadcast as well. Um, I'll put it up there now. Is uh, Cassius Ono facing Velveteen Dream. Um, you will see that this weekend as well. So I mean, that, that, that kind of rounds out the rest of the card as far as what the four, the four that are out there, um, which I think will, you know, to me, Cassius versus Velveteen Dream, there's, there's a potential that that one steals the show as well. So um, once again, I think firing on all cylinders across NXT – with this card, um, there will also be uh, the the kind of in the pre uh, pre live uh, stuff that airs in the following week. TM61 will be making a return, and uh, there'll be some uh, appearances by Nikki Cross and a few others as well. Roderick Strong, so it'll it'll be uh, it'll be a good night. All right, thank you very much. I'll jump off. Thanks, Mike. Next to Jim Barcelona with Miami Herald. Please go ahead. Yeah, Paul, Jaina Baszler has a big match, as you mentioned, and the MMA athletes are transitioning, doing well in NXT and WWE. I was curious what your thoughts are of Jessamyn Duke, and has there been any interest in bringing her in? Yeah, so, you know, it's, it's funny that whenever there's a, a particular person starts to make it with a particular background, I, I get asked tons of questions about other people from that particular background as if that's like the catalyst or something. I'm interested in anybody that, that, that has talent that shows a, a significant talent towards this business um, and a desire to do it, obviously, in the right human being and all those other things. But it, it's not like all of a sudden I go like, oh, look, we got an MMA person here, so let me find a bunch of those. Um, <clears throat> I'm aware of Jessamyn. I've seen her uh, training, and she, she actually uh, – has, has kind of a gift for it, I believe, and I think that uh, a lot of people that I have that I that I trust their opinions that have seen her train and have seen her uh, step into the ring, uh, think highly of her. So it's I think it's just a matter of timing for her. I know she's serious about getting into the business. I think it's a matter of timing of for us or for wherever she goes and however she does this. But for us, it's timing of just having the available space. We're in a we're in a position with a performance center where we're kind of chock full and the, that, that vetting process has become very, um, very demanding. So, you know, the, the filters is working and, and, uh, you know, you gotta be the best of the best to kind of get in there. So it's, it's a matter of us being on the radar and then us having the spot to put you in. Hey, congrats on presenting the scholarship to the full sale student. And thank you. Thank you very much. That was exciting. You know, um, Part of our, our partnership with Full Sail is, is uh, doing those scholarships. And, man, I, I got to tell you, uh, when you can give a kid that's going to college at that level and give them a $10,000 or, in this case, a $25,000 scholarship that changes their life of how they're educated and, and really when you think about changing their future, man, it's, so, it's the coolest thing. It's really great to be able to see. And those people are so helpful to what we do. It's, uh, it's awesome for us to be able to do that for them. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Once again, press star one for questions, and please limit yourself to one question. We go next to Neil Docking with Daily Mirror. Please go ahead. Hi, Paul. How are you? Hey, good. How are you? Very well. Thanks for taking the time to uh, speak to us this evening. Um, sure. Just wanted to ask you a little bit about uh, Shayna Basler. Um, you know, obviously, she's challenging Ember Moon for the NXT Women's Championship. 
having only made her um, in-ring debut on NXT on January 10th. Um, can you tell us what it is about her that excites you, uh, you know, as a performer and has led to receiving this huge opportunity, you know, so relatively quickly? Yeah, so, look, the, to me, what stands out with Shayna um, is her, there, there's a certain persona, a certain aura to her. Um, I thought it since the first time I ever saw her, this was years ago, when she did, I don't know what it is, she just has uh, this personality. She comes across like this badass, quiet, but has this almost like, uh, I don't know, it's, I, I hate using the word, but bully component to it, you know, and it it just works out. She's so matter-of-fact when she's in the ring is, is uh, you know, she obviously has a lot to learn and has a great learning curve, but the character was there to a point where it was very easy to put her in a place where she would become that sort of bully and somebody that brought something different to the table where she can take advantage of people and at the same point in time give me an emotional attachment to Ember um, as the defender. You know, Ember's Ember's kind of story up until now and her connection has been her desire to succeed and her overcoming these obstacles and trying to get to that championship and she got there. Okay, but now what, right? So now I need something to make me emotionally connect to her. And, and to me, I saw the desire to do two things is present Shayna as this, this nasty bully and Ember as somebody that does not like that nasty bully and will come to the defense of it. And in today's environment, that's a, a relevant story. Um, and is, is Shayna necessarily the bully or did she just, was she just doing what she needed to do to get what she wanted? That's kind of the conflict story for Regal. So I feel like it worked on all, on all levels, and I feel like they've done a great job of, of uh, getting it to where it needs to go. To, to me, that's what it's about sometimes is the storyline, not necessarily just like, oh, well, she just got here, so she's got to bake for a little while longer or something. You know, Shane has a lot more experience to gather, but she's in a position where we can tell a really good story with it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, great. Thank you. We go next to Simon Takwa with Australian Radio Network. Hey, Simon. Hey, Paul. How's it going? I'm great. How about yourself? Cool. So, yeah, really good. So, of course, NXT is a great platform for all the up-and-coming performers and wrestlers in the industry, but it's also become a really cool platform for heavy metal bands over the years, you know, whether it's Baroness, Bring Me the Horizon, Code Orange, who performed in Brooklyn, and now uh, asking Alexandria for Philadelphia, what sort of led to that becoming one of the main sounds of NXT? And what's that process like of selecting music for the takeover events? So, yeah, it's an interesting uh, question, and I, thanks for bringing it up. We, we formed, when we started doing NXT, I wanted it to have a different image and, and a different feel. Um, and part of that to me was... You know, if, if you look at WWE from a musical standpoint, WWE is much more pop music, right? It, it appeals, you want it to appeal to as many people as possible, so it's kind of pop music. Um, mm -hmm. We are a bit more of a niche, right? We're a bit more of, a, of an edge, and I wanted to feel that edge. And to me, it's not necessarily about a genre of music, it's how that music makes you feel. That music, uh, whether it be heavy metal or whether it be, um, you know, a... a hip-hop or a more urban sound or whatever that is, if, if that sound leads you to feeling 
the emotion of having that edge. That's really what I wanted. Um, so we, we kind of and, and sometimes even take what, what whatever the storyline is, and I'm trying to encapsulate that feel. We go through music. Um, I, I go through a lot of music with our with our staff here in Nilawi, and, and we go through all this different music, and he brings a lot of stuff to us. I look for. I, I feel like there's something cool about being the the brand that is breaking talent in a way, and also the we're giving these opportunities to these breaking bands when we can, and and doing stuff with them. Um, so we try to use as much up and coming and kind of on the edge of making it or close to it. And if we can help push them over the edge, you know, the, the, a lot of these bands get a huge social rub from doing stuff with us and, and get a lot of eyeballs on them, you know, Code Orange playing for us and, and, and all those things. It, it really helps them as well. I feel like it's kind of helping that genre of music to, to continue to grow and flourish it helps our brand. It's a win-win for everybody. Um, plus, I like it, so <laughs> which is a bonus. But uh, yeah, it's, it's mostly about creating a feel. I want a certain feel for the brand. When you watch NXT, you want a certain feel for it. Then that music brings gives you that feel, you know? Yeah, definitely. It's got a great vibe. Uh, great talking to you again. Hopefully, we'll see you in Australia soon. Yeah, I'm sure we will, man. Thank you. We go next to Justin the Bar with Pittsburgh Trib Live. Please go ahead. Hey, Paul. Good to talk to you. How are you, man? I'm doing well. Thank you. Um, as you talked about in your opening comments, all about the future and embracing the future, and as you as you noted, we have some new people uh, reporting to the Performance Center. Uh, what are you willing or can tell us uh, about the signings, and uh, do, should we assume they're all bound for NXT first in the company, or what can you say? Yeah, I, th I think... Uh, Obviously, we have to see where everything nets out, but the idea with with majority of new talent is even guys coming in that have years of experience. Or, or and I, when I say guys, I mean guys and girls. It's a bad habit. But um, with, with years of experience, is years of experience doing what we do at a, at a, in a certain way, getting on the WWE playbook, but also learning to do television the way that we do television, which is totally different from anybody else. And I've said that before. Is for talent, it's almost unfair to throw them right into the main roster with no experience of it because it's an overwhelming um, proposition, and, and it's hard enough when that spotlight is on you very bright. It, it it's man, it's intense. Um, it's hard to explain to somebody that doesn't do this, and I don't care where you've been and how much experience you've had. Um, it's intense, and and to do that without the the comfort of seeing all those other things, it, it can be overwhelming. So I think. At, for the most part, everybody um, that's that's coming in the door of WWE, especially for the first time, unless they were here before and for a fairly long stint or something, um, I, I think you're going to see them go through NXT and at least, if, if nothing else, at least for a short journey, depending on how quickly they pick things up. You know, I don't want to also put anybody in a position ever to fail. Um, look, it's going to happen, right? And we don't have control over all of that. Uh, but at a certain point in time, I want to make sure that they have the tools they need. If I see something, given what I know about all of it and, and given the experience level of, and with the team I have, if we see something that we say, oh, this is going to be a struggle for that person if they get to the main roster, I want to perfect that. I want to give them those tools to, 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 to fix that um, so that they can succeed. You want them to have all those tools. It's hard enough if, if you have all the tools to succeed, let alone do it. Uh, without them, 
once they have them, then you kind of set them free in the world, and then it is what it is um, on their side and on creative and everything else, right? But, it, but it be, it, now at least you've given them the tools. You've taught them how to fly at least before you push them out of the nest. Awesome. Thank you very much, and uh, yeah, congrats on getting to have your uh, reunion at Raw 25. Oh, thanks, man. It was a lot of fun. It was a fun night. Uh, you know, you don't get to hang out with your buddies and just laugh every now and then. It was, it was good. Good time. We go next to Jason Powell with ProWrestling.net. Please go ahead. Hey, Jason. Hey, Paul. How are you today? Good. How are you? Doing well. Uh, you guys obviously were just on USA Network to close the year, so a couple, kind of a combo question here. Were you happy with the 80, I think I think it was 841,000 viewer count for USA Network? And are you guys, as I guess George Marius likes to say when it comes to a potential sale or merger, are you guys open for business when it comes to being included in a potential cable television package deal? Um, look, I, I think as far as um, the open for business, Vince has made that clear before he's open for business and in, in all ways he's open to conversations about anything um, as far as the I'm not 100% sure what you're referencing on the numbers uh, it's been a busy week so I'm not, I'm not necessarily seen all those numbers in, in a direct uh, format yet so um, look I, I think we're happy with where we are I always want things to be better no matter what it is and I think to answer the point I think uh, Vince has made it clear we're, we're open for business. Um, if somebody has an idea, it doesn't mean we're going to do it, but we're open to the concept. Very good. Thank you. Thank you next to Raj Geary with Wrestling Incorporated. Please go ahead. Hi, Paul. How are you today? Good, Raj. How are you? I'm doing good. Thanks. Um, we talked about two of the four horsewomen. I just kind of wanted to get your thoughts on uh, in your discussions with Ronda Rousey, has she kind of indicated that if she were to um, do something with you guys, that would be more as a full-time gig, or has it been more kind of a short-term and, and we see where it goes from here? We, you know what? We've had discussions and uh, we've, we've talked about a million different things, and, and it, it kind of, at, at the point I've shared before is kind of where we're at sharing about it is, like, she's interested uh, we're interested. We've had back and forth conversations. We're busy. She's busy. Getting the, to the point of being able to sit down and hammer something out has not happened yet. Um, but 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 the interest is clearly there. Um, you know, the one thing about Rhonda that I can share is for sure is that she has loved uh, the 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 pro wrestling industry since she was a kid. The Roddy Piper connection is huge for her. Um, she truly has a, a, a deep ingrained thing for that. And, you know, it's uh, funny because I have seen people say like, oh, well, you know, Rhonda, uh, if she does sign with them, it's taking the place of somebody else that's been trying to do this for years and trying to get this. She's been training for this actually for a long time. I, I saw videos of her, oh, I think four years ago, uh, doing this kind of on the side when she was, fighting and, and, and uh, you know, still kind of doing the sports entertainment side of it on the side. She, this is something she's been thinking about and been very serious about doing for a long period of time. So I, that, that criticism is, is uh, kind of unfounded. She, man, if she does this, 
when that time comes, I think she's going to be um, – she, she she likes it to the point where I think it will be tough for her not to be all in, really. But uh, we'll see when we get there. It's, it's just, uh, you know, the finding time for her. She, she Believe it or not, I know everybody thinks it's, you know, because she's not fighting or whatever – she has a very busy schedule, so us sitting down and doing some things is is, uh, is not the, the fastest process on the planet. Okay, great. Thanks, Paul. Thank you. Thank you. We go next to Nims Azur with Croc Media. Please go ahead. G'day, uh, Triple H. Good to talk to you, and uh, thanks for spending some time with us. Sure, man. Um, and now, just quickly, in the history of uh, the NXT takeovers, we've seen it held outside the United States just twice, Toronto and London. Now, NXT is filled, well, not, maybe not filled, but there are a lot of Australians in there, like TM61, Rhea Ripley, and the list goes on and on, the iconic duo. Is there any chance that we could see a takeover maybe come to Australia at some point? Yeah, I think... Um the opportunity for NXT to do things internationally um, is is definitely there. The the platform for us to be able to do it, the ability for us to be able to travel longer periods of time, and to be able to um, to go out there and whether it's do a takeover somewhere else or you know internationally or uh, do television or any of that, it's actually a, a little bit easier for us to do given the nature of NXT and how we uh, do the shows than it is for the main roster to do because Raw and SmackDown being live every week, it makes it much exponentially difficult, more difficult. But the opportunity is there. It's just making it all work out, making it make sense and, and making it be a, a financial winner for everybody involved, including uh, if we're working with somebody in Australia. So, uh, much like I said earlier, from business standpoint, we're open to business on that. If if uh, if the opportunity is right, um, I would love to bring a takeover to Australia. I would love to to bring the product over Australia again. We we did a tour there before um, with Paul Dainty, and uh, it was uh, uh, very successful and was very popular. So you know, doing it again uh, for me when the time is right, I'd love to do it. It's uh, we, we just need to work on making it happen. There's a, a lot of things going on right now, and it. it uh, Make sometimes make some of those things happening a little bit more difficult and time-consuming to get them done. Thanks for your time, Paul. And don't sell yourself short. We still remember you 16 years ago, main event in Global Warning with uh, The Rock and Brock Lesnar. So you still got some in the tank. <laughs> yeah, that's 16 years, dude. That's a long time. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, man. Hi, right, guys. Unfortunately, this will be the last question. We'll take our final question from Nathan Ryan with Fox Sports Australia. Please go ahead. Yeah, hi, Paul. I, I just wanted to uh, follow up on the women that are part of NXT from Australia. The iconic duo are, are obviously the, the main ones that spring to mind. How far away do you think they are from a call-up to the main roster, and what is it that they might be missing from getting that call-up? You know... I don't think um, I don't think they're far from that. I think it's um, there's a certain point in time where you kind of have the gist of of all of it, and then it becomes um, getting reps so that you become comfortable with it, so that when you hit that larger opportunity, um, 
everybody handles that differently. Some people shrink back into it a little bit and, and uh, take a couple of steps backwards and it takes a while to get them out of their shell. Um, others flourish in it, right? Um, I think we want to make sure that they have the reps and the, uh, the time to be able to take that to the next uh, level when they do step up. And I think that they're there. I think it's just a matter of time. Um, you know, it's funny, sometimes there are just little things that go on behind the scenes, uh, uh, a moment here, an injury there, a, a little something or other that makes you delay certain things and move pieces around um, that people don't necessarily see. Because I think sometimes they think, well, it takes a took a long time, or um, I don't understand why they haven't done this yet. When, when the time is right, um, then it happens. And I, and I think they're close to that position. Um, they're both very, very talented girls, and I think when they do have that opportunity, um, because we've taken the time with it, I think they're going to smash that opportunity. I think they're going to do well, and I think that, you know, for years to come, they're going to be able to go back home to Australia and while those crowds there as, you know, globally recognized WWE superstars on every level. It's, it's, it's headed their way. It's just a matter of time, you know. Thank you. That's going to wrap up today's call. Thank you very much, everybody. Uh, thank you guys uh, for for coming on and um, appreciate all the questions and uh, look forward to this takeover this weekend. I, I know that we just announced the um, the Royal Rumble for next year for 2019 as being in Phoenix for four days there um, at uh, the Rumble itself at Chase Field and at Talking Stick uh, Arena for Takeover Raw and SmackDown. So that's uh, very exciting as well. I'm anxious to. Uh, to head back there for next year's. It's amazing that we haven't even done this year and we're already talking about next year. But uh, like I said before, if you're not planning to be there, I, I, I really feel like, I don't know, this whole Philly and the Super Bowl, the Eagles, the whole thing, this is going to be a crazy weekend. And I think uh, when I look at this, as exciting as the Rumble is itself, as historic as it's going to be, with a uh, with the the first ever women's rumble and just everything that's going to happen this weekend and the, the card at Takeover just kicking it off, it's going to be an epic weekend. I'm really really looking forward to it. I know we say that a lot, but this is one for me. That I don't know why. It just uh, it feels a little special going into it all all put together. So I'm excited about it, and hopefully we'll see you all there. And um, I will talk to you soon. Thank you very much for today. Thanks everybody. Have a great day. Ladies and gentlemen, this does conclude today's conference. We thank you for your patience and participation. You may now disconnect.